Perry Shillington, thank you very much for your presentation. There was a lot of questions at our table, and uh, in some respects, uh, uh, I didn't know where to start, and I only asked one. But um, uh, I, was tr I was asking at our table the, the, what seems like an obvious question, why is not the Allied Arts Center and the theater under one roof and one uh, architectural uh, design? Um, it would seem an obvious thing to me, and uh, nobody I talked to could answer that question. The question then being, uh, why is the Performing Arts Theater and the Community Arts Center not under the same roof? Yes. Why are the why are the apparently separate buildings uh, connected? Of course, but uh, wh why wouldn't it be part of one holistic design? Actually, um, I'm glad you asked that question because they are going to be one, part of one holistic design in a sense. Uh, one of the things that uh, we're looking at now is using uh, some kind of a, a corridor between the two so that access can, can go back and forth quite easily. It, it may be a plus 15 kind of walkway or whatever is, comes out in the design. Uh, part of the reason that the, they're being built separately, of course, is because they're under different funding schemes. And, <clears throat> and we, we have to uh, accept that you know, the, the funding limitations uh, are in place such that uh, the Community Arts Centre... Uh, <clears throat> those funds became available um, much more easily and much more quickly. Uh, the Performing Arts Theater, uh, those funds are still uh, um, being investigated at this time. So uh, they're two separate build, builds, but they are on a uh, very closely uh, put together location. And there, there are plans to, um, to have uh, a co-usage of the, of the two facilities. Barbara, you... Well, I, I, there isn't a lot more I can add, except that they, they were all separate facilities, and as they came up to council over the years, and uh, the Bowman Arts Centre has been on the books for about 15 years, I think, um, the, each one got was picked off as a, a separate project. But the idea is, in fact, to combine them as much as possible. But there were different fundings, of, and... and there is a limited amount of funding available for capital projects every year. It, had we put all three together, for example, I don't think we would have stood much of a chance to get that amount of capital funding. Um, so it, it, there, from practical reasons, it was easier to cope with the three to, uh, separately, but to get them to work together, and certainly the Community Arts Centre and the Performing Arts Theatre will be working very closely together. And one of the things we're doing as a steering committee at the moment is looking at that, making sure there isn't any duplication, in fact, and reducing that as much as we can to make the maximum use of both facilities. Bev Mintel-Atherstone. <coughs> Thank you very much for your uh, tag team presentation. Very interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, I have been to various performing arts facilities around the world. And um, two and a half years ago, Henning and I were in Sydney, where we went to the Sydney Opera Center and <laughs> saw La Boheme. Ours won't be quite that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a multi-use facility, and it's all been built together. Part of it, uh, on one side, as you go up the huge steps, is um, a restaurant, two, actually two restaurants, um, um, more family-oriented and then more um, sort of upscale. Then you have the <clears throat> area for the symphony, 
and that's one entire complex within the complex. And then on the other side is um, where they hold the operas. So when you're there at any one time, all kinds of things are going on. <clears throat> and what interesting thing at that, you were talking about the fly, you know, the need for being able to take the sets up. Uh, not only did they they have a huge area where they could bring the sets up, but also the sets could go down into the basement, and that was multi-level, so they could actually store sets in the basement, but move the whole the whole um, um, what is it called the whole stage. And when we were there, La Bohème was actually in two two pieces, so the attic was above <laughs> another level. Anyway, so there there are a lot of things going on. Um, at our table, there was a lot of discussion also about um, involvement in the community and would the, so here's the first question, would, would the <clears throat> new performing center um, be run in the same way as the, as the Yates? In other words, anyone could go there, you could have public forums, you could rent it for like the neuropsych lectures and things like that, so would it be run in that same way and how would it be prioritized? Uh, would local groups have a cheaper rate than groups coming in from abroad if we're going to be, you know, making this, <clears throat> if we're going to be funding this locally? And the second question is, why on earth are we bringing in architects from the U.S.? Now, you have to realize I'm from the U.S. I'm now a dual national, Canadian and American. But it seems to me, if we're putting local money into this and federal money, that we should be hiring Canadian architects. And here we have Alvin Fritz right in Lethbridge, who's a world-class architect, and he has created the world-class um, acoustic facility at the University of Lethbridge, which um, various theater companies are coming in and they're, u they're using this to, do, to mix their sound. So why on earth are we allowing a firm to hire Americans? I think this should all be Canadian. Canadians, um, you know, our money paying for Canadians and Canadian jobs and not having the money go to the U.S., Well, I was on the committee at the time that we sent out a request for proposals on this. And the proposals did go to a whole variety of firms across the country and, and some in the States. The actual project was, in fact, um, given to a local architect. And that's Ferrari, Westwood, and Babbitt's. Now, they, they chose to use some consultants because there's some very specific expertise that they need to look at the theater. And unless you're doing this all the time, you really don't have that expertise. We were very, very keen to get the best acoustic advice we can because that is crucial to a performing arts center that you really have got to get the acoustics right. And so they chose to, to uh, subcontract uh, an acoustician who actually works in the States, but she's worked in Canada as well. And she had the very latest up-to-date information about acoustics and how you can alter the acoustics within a space to meet the needs of that particular performance. The same was true of the theater designers. Again, unless you're doing theater design on a regular basis, then you don't have all the expertise that you need. So they hired the consultants to help them in the project. It's like me when I was a general practitioner. 
I mean, I knew how to take out gallbladders and, and appendices and all that sort of thing, but you wouldn't want me doing it because I didn't do it on a regular basis. The more you do, the better you get. So, in fact, what these people were used as consultants, and the, the final designs came from a local firm. And it was an open, open competition, so we did, in fact, award it to a local architect. The, the, sorry, community use. I think that will come out of our discussions on the governance. We have to decide how we're going to run this. Is it going to be run by as a, as a city department with city employees? That has its pros and cons. Is it going to be run by a community board? Is it going to be run by some sort of um, the allied arts in conjunction with the com community? We, we haven't really decided. Once we've decided that, then they can look at the, the specific policies. But it's certainly intended that it will be used for the community as much as for touring groups. It needs to be. That's what it's being designed for, for use by the community in the first instance. Things like um, the, the, the scale of, of rental fees and that sort of thing, we really haven't got down to that quite that level. We have to make sure that when we do set rental levels, however we do it, that they are affordable for local groups too. So there are a whole lot of questions in there that still haven't quite been decided, and, and it's part of what the Performing Arts Committee is now doing. So thank you for, for the uh, questions. One thing I could perhaps add to, Barb, uh, is that uh, uh, the, the, pro the uh, project is currently undergoing a review of the original um, plans, and uh, that is being done by someone who is virtually local. Uh, he's a man who uh, worked in uh, Edmonton for quite a few years. He ran the Citadel Theatre up in Edmonton. I believe it was, was it? Yes, the Citadel Theatre. Uh, he's a consultant that works out of uh, Vancouver Island. So in, in that sense, he's kind of local, and he's going to be examining the whole project to just to, just to validate it before we present it to Council. I'll ask a quick question while we have a bit of a lull here. Um, you mentioned briefly about possible collaboration with the University of Lethbridge, and I'm just wondering if you can elaborate on the possibilities there. Yes, uh, one of the things we're very excited about, um, and I'll begin with the, uh, uh, the uh, Community Arts Centre, uh, which is replacing the Bowman. Uh, at the Community Arts Center, we have entered in a, into an agreement um, with the university such that their conservatory program will now be delivered in the new uh, Community Arts Center. That will bring all of those students currently go on campus at the university, that will bring them downtown in Lethbridge, and we're very excited about that. Um, going on f uh, further with the Performing Arts Theater, uh, we're currently investigating with the university we're just instigating this at this at this point in time. The possibilities of joint use there as well. Perhaps they may have uh, programs that where they could have students uh, as a part of the process of, of uh, making theater, perhaps, uh, and getting some professional experience in that way. So we're going to be looking at things with the university in that aspect as well. I was just going to add that there's a lot of support for this among the, the, the 
Faculty of Fine Arts at the university. Many of them have been involved in, in the, the steering committee. Um, so we're hopeful that we can bring the two together, as they say, much the same as we've done in the sports facilities that we, have, that we share across the city. Thank you, both of you. Wonderful. My name is Tad Mitsui. And my question actually does not bother me at all, but it's bound to come up. So I'd like to know how you answer this question of parking. 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 <laughs> yes, that always raises its head. Uh, and my stock answer to that is the city is looking into it. <laughs> Just to, I'm not sure how that's going to work exactly, but the, the city is currently looking at possibilities of parking in the downtown space right now, and I don't know where they're, that, they're at with that currently. Um, and frankly, you're right. Uh, it is something that we, ha we need to be aware of and and look at very carefully. It, it certainly was uppermost in our minds when we were, we were looking at, at where would, you know, possible locations and things. And parking in the whole downtown is an issue. So it, it, it's being dealt with as part of that, whether we, we have more parkades, whether we separate the parking out around the area. But it, it has to be part of that study, and it has to be addressed before this, before this will become a useful facility, in fact. Hi, thank you. Um, my name is Ryan Doherty. I'm the curator at the Southern Alberta Art Gallery. And uh, just I'll start by saying... Um, how great it was for SAG, this arts rebuilding together, and I'm sure it could work really well for the Performing Arts Center as well. My question is, uh, I'm sure you've been looking at Medicine Hat particularly as a model, and I'd just like to know about some of the overlaps. I want to, like, what is their capacity? Um, obviously much better than here, but are they filling those seats? Um, what are some of the programming that they're doing? Do they have the same depth that we have in the Performing Arts in Lethbridge? I just wanted to know about some of those uh, overlaps. There are a few of us on the community that were able to uh, travel to the Esplanade in uh, Medicine Hat <coughs> just a couple of months ago. And uh, we did get a lot of very good information from them. They, they were very helpful to us, and they did give us some indications of what they thought might work well for Lethbridge. They're very excited about us, uh, the possibility of having um, a theater here in, in, in Lethbridge. Uh, one of the things we wanted to ask them when we went down there is, how do you feel about having somebody that close to you performing, having performances? And uh, they were very positive about it. They said that uh, uh, it'll, it will generate more business, actually, because, you know, there aren't a lot of people who travel from Lethbridge to Medicine Hat right now, so uh, just as there won't probably be a lot of people coming from Medicine Hat to here. But uh, th uh, they indicated that... Um, uh, they are filling most of the seats in their theater. I think they're, what, 720 or something? 750-seat th theater there. Uh, so a little bit smaller than ours will be, perhaps, but um, then they're a little bit smaller city. And uh, they're not ha having too many problems, I don't think, that I know, I'm aware of, uh, filling most of those seats most of the time. Um, did you want to add something to that, Suzanne? Suzanne was there. Suzanne Lint is here today with the Allied Arts Council, and um, she was on the trip. Did you have anything that you wanted to add on that? Yeah, the, the, it's... 
That's right. They're, they they've had no trouble getting it fully booked. So that is a good indication, I think. We ha- we definitely have a very lively arts community in this city, just waiting to blossom into this new facility. So I don't anticipate that there will be very many ba- uh, black days with this facility as well. Uh, Peter Green. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Barbara. Yeah, I was just going to add that one of the things that we looked at when we were looking at a design for this theatre was the fact that that its total capacity would be about 1,200. But because it has a balcony and and you can darken that, you can cut its size down to, to, uh, you know, a bit less than that, and it still looks full and used. And so we, we want to make it flexible from that point of view as well. So whether that will come out in the final design, I don't know. But that was certainly uh, one of the things that we looked at when we looked at the, the, the design that's in the report. Uh, Peter Green. Uh, thanks, Barbara and uh, Ian. Uh, but you've just answered my question on in, in terms of the capacity of the proposed design because I, I, a concern that I had right at the beginning was that we should be sure not to build to the current requirements. If the population is increasing at the rate that we think it is, we don't want, it to, we don't want to run out of steam again uh, in, what, 10 years' time or something. And so thank you. Definitely, we're wanting to build something that's going to last for 50 to 75 years. So uh, we, we're trying to imagine what size of city we're go- going to be planning this for. And it is a bit of a fine balance that, you know, looking forward and far enough and yet um, being able to afford <laughs> what, what you're trying to do. So uh, this idea that, that you can cut off the balcony seats was, was an idea that, that seemed to... They, they t- say that it's works in other places, so, you know. Also, part of the plan would be to have... Uh, uh, a very adaptable stage that could um, be changed in various ways to suit different types of performances, whereas you might have a thrust stage for one performance. Uh, you may want to have a, a, a typical uh, proscenium march for another performance, etc. And uh, there are different ways of doing this, and uh, we have more and more technology to help us be able to do, deal with those kinds of things as well. I'll jump in with another question here. Um, One of the things that you guys were talking about was bringing in out-of-town groups to perform, but I wonder if you see this facility um, serving out-of-town markets as well. Do you anticipate travelers from surrounding communities, Calgary even, to take in performances at the the proposed theater? Certainly that was one of the considerations in, in the report that, um, that we did look at the, the possible audience in surrounding areas uh, because people do travel into Lethbridge. Most of the, the audience comes from around Lethbridge, but there are quite a few people who travel in. And one of the things that's happening at the moment is that there is a link developing between Fort McLeod and Lethbridge, if you notice. And people are going between Fort McLeod and Lethbridge. So those are the sort of things that we we think we will be able to build on. Um, As I say, I mentioned the tourism because I think particularly in the summer months that that it will be a tourist draw or could be. 
And I doubt that there'll be too many people coming down from Calgary. But on the other hand, if we have really good acts that aren't going to Calgary, then I think people will come down. I guess I'll jump in with another question here. Um, we were having a short discussion at our table about the the site of this proposed theater and uh, how there's maybe a bit of uh, tradition and history to that specific location. Yeah. Thanks, Christina. Yes, it's very interesting, perhaps even a little ironic, that uh, about 100 years ago from right now, uh, Lethbridge built its first opera house on the exact same location as we're planning to put this theater. So it, I think it, what, it, what it really indicates is that even 100 years ago, people uh, saw the value in having this kind of uh, facility and uh, an active arts scene in, the, in a community that was just blossoming at that time. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was very interesting to, uh, to think about. I think that's a sign. And with that, uh, if there are no further questions, I would like to thank you all for joining us at SACPA today. And thank you again to Ian and Barbara for their presentation. Thank you.